What's up, y'all? It's Patrick. Hey, loves. It's Patricia. We live two different lives in two different life stages. Yes, but we are passionate about our faith, our fitness, and our crazy loving family. We are siblings, and and this this is our story. Hey guys, what's up? Hey yo. So, how um how's your Labor Day? How's your week been? How's life? Oh, good. Crazy. Busy. Normal. You know. What feels like normal for dad life. Um but good. We got a couple of days to kind of relax and uh spend some time we blew up like the inflatable pool in the backyard and, you know, Harper played in that, watched a little bit of football, you know, family time is always a good time. So oh. how about you? Let's tell everybody how cool you are and the fun things you did. No, we went to the beach with Ryan's family, so that was fun. So we were able to relax a little bit and get away. Um, and then, other than that, I'm, like, totally obsessing with, which is, like, a norm for me to, like, get obsessed with something. And then all of a sudden, literally, that's all I think about and research and watch videos on. So, as of right now, it is planners. Oh, my gosh. You're so <laughs> weird. Like we so, I got, like, stickers. Te- we shouldn't be telling people about, like, how you, you watch people write. Yeah, I know. I literally watched, I mean, like somebody write so that I can improve my handwriting for my planner. Just saying. For the planner that only you're going to read. Yeah, but I want it to be inspiring and pretty so that it makes me want to write in it more. Duh. Oh my gosh. Sometimes inspiring is ugly. (laughs) Okay, that is true. But I like mine (laughs) to be pretty. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Oh my goodness. So today, um, we wanted to uh, just talk about the differences of um, our life before following Jesus and our life after. Now, disclaimer, not saying that we're perfect or that we're, you know, we don't mess up and that, that, you know, I mean, there's still seasons of life where we're not as consistent. So I do want to put that out there up yeah. front. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not perfect. <I> think, <laughs> yeah, the goal is not me or you focused, right? So when we talk right. about what's different. Mm-hmm. What we really mean is highlighting the impact Jesus has had on our lives. So right. less about what I do differently as Patrick or you do differently as Patricia, but hey, here's how Jesus has changed everything. Yeah. I think that helps clarify. Um, so... You want to start or you want me to? Hmm. What do you, you go want first. to do? Okay. 
Um, so a couple of the things as I was sitting and kind of just thinking about it, um, Jesus has always been, I mean, a big part of our life, um, following God and, um, being a believer and having faith, um, has just always been something that has always been present. So not in the sense of like, we were heathens and didn't believe her at all. I mean, he's always been present. Did um, you just say the word heathens? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it just came out. So Sorry. I'm just rolling with it. <laughs> you heathens. <laughs> Get off my lawn, you heathens. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh my, my, bad. my bad, my bad. diving back in (laughs) but um no I as I was thinking about it it was more of a um like would go to church every Sunday um but there was no real connection and so um it was more of like did it because you know mom and dad kind of forced us to and then I really I mean I wasn't serving wouldn't take notes wasn't really focused um on the sermon in the sense I was my head was already you know thinking about other things that were going on and so um and I think that that can be a common thing um to where almost going to church is kind of trendy which is is sad but I mean it I was that person at some point in my life um but I think that even just prayer um I mean I would go I would pray to God when I felt like I needed him and when I was in hard times and when I was stressed out and those were those are the two main things that I would could think about like before becoming a true follower and walking um, with Jesus that really stood out. Um, But also even just like the things that I would consume on a daily basis. I didn't think about it. Um, Or my pursue of worldly things was so strong um, because in society and social media in general – Um, it's always, you know, you have to have the latest and greatest and all these things and this, that, and the other, blah, 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 and go, go, go. And so when you're consuming yourself with other people and their desires instead of God, um, I think it's very easy to be shadowed by that and not realize the effect of it. Um, and that's just I think that's just where I was um and not diving into the bible I mean I had a childhood bible but I never really picked it up and read it um I always kind of had a fear about actually opening the bible because then I would know things and I think that's what kept me from from doing that but also just I mean, even having the fear of just not, like, 
I don't, I don't even know if I'm going to understand this. I'm going to open this Bible and what if I don't even know what I'm reading kind of thing. So that's just, those are the things that I was thinking of before pursuing Jesus and following him. That's where my headspace was at and my life was at. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, somewhat, I, I almost describe it as um, Jesus always felt like something that was around me, mm-hmm. uh, not so much a presence in me. Mm. And I think that's a really important um, distinction. Oftentimes when we talk about change, they're very externally driven. So when we say, what's the difference? Oftentimes we think of how does it look different? How does it act different? How does it walk different? Right. Um, and, and yes, that, that's definitely a part of change. But mm-hmm. um, I think just the realization of Jesus being around me versus Jesus being in me um it's really just how that ge- how that change is being generated. So if that change is being generated based on behavior modification, so external things, mm-hmm. or is it being generated by, you know, the Holy Spirit being a part of my life and changing from the inside out the way that my spirit impacts my mind, impacts my heart, right. and then driving out action from there. So I really, um, it's, you know, I guess the model of, taking I think there's for me there was an inherent like selfless nature mm-hmm. in taking ownership of what I did right in life mm-hmm. and that's really unfortunate because you know it was robbing God of the glory of the fact that he was constantly surrounding my life still was constantly surrounding my life and doing so much for me and f- um, fighting so many battles I can't fight nor do I know those battles even exist Mm -hmm. oftentimes. Mm -hmm. Um, So to your point, when we think of it externally, it can, especially if we're products of our environment in the South, in the Bible Belt, right? It can be somewhat trendy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of a thing to do, right? Right. That's kind of what you do on a Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that's bad. Right. Um, There's some inherent good things, right? We're a Mm -hmm. product of you know, that being a go-to moral fiber source of, hey, learning about character, this is this is where you go to learn about that. So there's good things that come with that, um, it feeling trendy or kind of a thing that you do in right. Southeast America and the Bible mm-hmm. Belt. Um, I think there's no denying that, but um, when we look beyond one of my favorite um, uh parables or examples I guess would be a better term we talk about missions and places like Africa and China where you know Christians are heavily persecuted Mm -hmm. Um, I can't remember exactly who gave me this example um, but they talked about it's like when you break a glass so if you take a glass it's one glass and then the idea of persecuting Christians is like smashing that glass like the more you do that you're just multiplying the number of pieces of glass. So in heavily persecuted places like China and um, portions of Africa, things of that nature, like the 1040 window, 
oftentimes you see incredible growth in the church mm-hmm. and that's a product of the opposite end of that spectrum, right? right? So church being a thing that you do versus church being a thing that you literally can't do for threat of your life, that kind of environment lean, lends itself to, okay, if this isn't something that's transforming me from the inside out, it doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. right? Because externally, I'm risking my life. Why would right. I do that? Unless it's internal first, external second. Mm-hmm. We juxtapose that with a American experience, or especially in the South, where it's a lot more externally acceptable. And honestly, there's some benefits externally, like, oh, you're perceived as a good person, like things like that. So it's more of a externally acceptable, but internally how much is it really impacting your life? Uh, right. Which is a lot of what we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so funny because when you say that, you're it being external and internal. And I was like thinking about the befores and the afters. A lot of my before was external mm-hmm. and was the only thing that I could really see how it was being, how I was being affected in that sense, before him. And then after, when I truly started to pursue him and the desire, it was more of like now the desire to share his love, to share his word, to pursue him um, on a deeper level, but not only him, but people. Like, even just day-to-day conversation, um, uh, just not caring about the surface level and what's going on with the Kardashians. Instead, it was like, let me know your heart. Um, And just to be vulnerable with myself, but also with others and learning my emotions and learning my heart. Um, And that's why I think it's just so, it's crazy how you say that because that's, how it feels it's before before Jesus or in the sense of truly following him in my life um I only thought about the outward outward appearance of my life and the more that I continue to pursue him and the more that I have um learn the value of him in my life on a daily basis it's I don't like the things that I consume I want them to be things that are about him and his love and um even just on my social media feed um, I try to just follow as many people who love God and who love Jesus and pursue him on a daily basis so that that's what I'm consuming um and it makes me so happy and the peace that I have and just the joy it's I don't know it's just it's so crazy how that can completely change oh I mean absolutely and honestly for me a lot of that is a good barometer Mm -hmm. um kind of where I'm at spiritually so um, right now is honestly a really good example so 
I'm recording this in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. I am on the road for work, um, you know, missing um, some time for my family. And I'm, d- I'm definitely um, thankful for opportunities like I'm experiencing right now. But at the same time, I have to kind of give myself that gut check of what am I afraid of? So, um, like for me, uh, am I afraid of letting my family down? Or am I afraid of um, peer relationships? Am mm-hmm. I afraid of what people are going to think based on the suit that I wear? Right. Mm-hmm. So all of these kinds of things, um, it really helps me when I ask myself, like, what am I afraid of? It helps me to gauge where my where my head is at. So if I'm afraid of what people think about what I'm wearing, which to be brilliant, I mean, that's something I thought about this morning. Right. Um, so that's not to say you should kill yourself or beat yourself up over things. I mean, those are natural human emotions. But at mm-hmm. the same time, asking myself that question, I'm reminded, like, okay, why am I afraid of that? Mm-hmm. If it's external, I'm afraid of what they'll think about me. Well, does that matter? No. Mm-hmm. Right? It helps me to stay grounded in... Right who Jesus is and how he's changed me internally. Not, you know, I would love to say and not let myself get caught up in the external. Like I, I definitely still do. Right. Um, but it's a really good gut check and fear often is, um, where our mind tends to wander. Mm -hmm. Right. So if we can help ourselves to ask those questions and we steer ourselves away from the wandering, we find ourselves more often directed, into God's presence and his mercy and his, um, his Holy Spirit. It's really helpful. And things like what you consume are indicative of where your head's at and what you're afraid of, right? If you're, so using the same analogy, if I'm afraid of, um, letting my family down, if it's for an external reason, like, oh, well, I don't want the neighbors down the the street to think I'm a bad dad. Right. I don't really care what the neighbors on the street think, right? But Mm -hmm. in the same scenario, if I am worried about letting my family down or I fear letting my family down, um, but it's because, you know, I genuinely want to have a legacy impact on my family, pointing them back to Jesus, right? And the way that that impacts the kingdom and the people around me, that's really... um, a lot more internal in nature, right? So I'm, I'm focused more on not so much what anyone would see. No one's going to necessarily see how I point my kids to Jesus. Right. But internally, if that's what's, if that's what I'm genuinely afraid of, mm-hmm. that, um, is a guidepost for me of where I'm at spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, so something helpful or a word of encouragement for anyone listening would just be, you know, ask yourself that question, not to beat yourself up, um, but to get it, get an idea of where you're at. It's not, I mean, you know, I had, mo- I have moments this morning where I'm not in the best headspace spiritually, mm-hmm. but it gives me a level of awareness to where I can look to things like, what am I consuming? Mm-hmm. Um, to steer myself and guide myself back towards where I know that I belong, where I know internally, like this is my home. It's with, it's with Jesus and this is what I need. Um, so right. yeah yeah 
Um, I definitely think that it's, um, like you said, you like to be aware of it. Like when you know that you're not pursuing him like you should, it's, there's still like a, like a thought that's there. Like Mm -hmm. I know what I should be doing. Um, or you have that thought of, I miss that connection with him Mm -hmm. or, you know, like almost not, I mean, for me, I feel like a guilt. Um, but I don't, I try not to see it in a bad way, even though I do, um, if I, you know, don't, but what, what would you say is the guilt driver? Um, I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know, me feeling bad that I, I don't know, that I didn't make that time with him because I know how much it impacts my day for the better. I don't know. Or Yeah, so, yeah, so ask yourself, like, you know, in that moment, if you don't do that, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of would happen if that you stop doing that? That I've failed him or that I've, I don't know, that he's like upset with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the Bible tells us like those things aren't true, but mm-hmm. what I'm tra- what I'm getting at is like what you're describing, like in all of that, I don't right. think that those should be things that discourage you because everything you're describing is really internal it's not like oh well i'm not going to be as knowledgeable if i don't Mm -hmm. read every single day and therefore i'm not going to look like as good of a christian to other people i talk to right well that's i mean that's externally driven right so we we read about the pharisees and things like that so Mm -hmm. not to go too far down that road but um again like that's a really good gauge of where fear um fear does a really good job revealing where our heart's at. Mm. And, um, I mean, when you think about it, right, <laughs> when you get scared, your heart starts beating real fast. Right. Um, yeah. So from a very practical perspective, right, when we, we can sometimes use fear as a tool to help us understand um, what makes us afraid, what makes us afraid op- often drives motivation to do things differently. So there's ways that we can harness that to drive good changes, good changes in our life mm. and not let the fear just own us. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Um how do you how do you feel like the like the biggest difference between before following or your before and your after of following Jesus like what it what was the biggest impact for you? Um ew, this is a very weird moment. So I think initially my answer to that question was gonna be <laughs> um knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I just felt like this very strange whisper um saying that it's really knowing who I'm not. So I'm not perfect. Mm. Um, I'm not designed to do it on my own. Mm. Uh, I'm not created for all the people around me. I'm not created for the things around me. 
I'm not created for money. I'm not created for, I mean, it's just for me because I struggled with like self-righteousness and pride, uh, which I, I mean, I still struggle with these things, but, um, I I think honestly, I feel like God just whispered to me, like a lot of your differences and your stories, recognizing what you're not, which points to who I am. Right. So this is what makes you whole is you are not all of these things. And I am those things by design for you. Yeah. So I would Mm -hmm. say that's the biggest difference. That's good. How about you? Um, I think that, uh, the, I think I want to say almost like my, um, like my feelings or just the not caring, but in a good way. Um, because my feelings and my caring has shifted from people and people pleasing and um, pursuing um, worldly things to my feelings and my not caring for that more so pursuing Jesus and um, him in my life because I it's like the worry and the anxiety and um, the stress of every day um, that he takes away from me because I know that I can just give it to him um, has impacted my life extremely like I like I just can't even put it into words because um, I'm always in my head a lot and the more that I pursue him and the more that I get to know him um, it just bring it just brings me peace and joy and um, comfort and so I think that's the biggest I think thing for me um, because it was such a struggle for a really long time. Yeah. So, I mean, that stuff is, um, it's huge. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting that God kind of uses, um, in both instances, we're kind of describing how God uses our weakness to, point us towards his strength mm-hmm. um, and our need for his presence in our life and so much of society and just I mean just human nature is and this is a sur- this is survival right when we talk about like even animals right survival of the fittest right we've been programmed to act based on a world where um, we hide our weaknesses for fear of not surviving Mm -hmm. right and um you know god's kind of the the opposite model right he's reaching down to us as 
our counselor and our shepherd and just like he's saying listen I am your sustainer right you don't need to fear survival right I'm the reason I'm the reason you have eternal life I am your sustainer I am like once you remove um survival from the equation you're you're able to just be free to think about how incredibly awesome that is right so if you're a sheep and you're in a field and you have a shepherd watching over you going you don't need to worry about the wolves anymore well the only thing left to do really at that point in life is be super thankful for that shepherd yeah um thank you for the food thank you Mm -hmm. for providence thank you for protecting me that's our role as Christians is really just recognizing that, like, hey, man, I'm a hot mess. Like, I'm just a sheep. I'm lost oftentimes. Like, I don't have it figured out. But I know this guy, this, this shepherd, um, and he sustains my life, and I'm covered thanks to him. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's so good. Um, so I guess just to leave with, just some words of encouragement um, to let you guys know that, you know, um, regardless of where you are in your following or your walk um, with Jesus, that no matter what, he's always with you. Um, He was there before and after, and um, he's always pursuing you. And he's always just waiting with open arms. And um, I think that I have learned so much just to give myself more grace um, than into, I don't know, surround myself with um, other followers to help encourage me too, uh, throughout the way. And so I just, just don't, I mean, I'm kind of talking to myself, but don't beat yourself up so much. Um, and just give it to him because he can take it. Yeah. And, um, to that point, your ability to recognize the difference, I would say a word of encouragement would be your ability to recognize the difference between before and after Jesus Mm -hmm. is like any other change, right? It takes time. So um, it's important to recognize like when you're on your faith journey, as you mature in your faith, right? You may, when we are at the salvation stage, Mm -hmm. is different than the sanctification stage. So salvation, um, you know, you're name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and all these kinds of things that the Bible tells us. Um, But your difference, like how different things look, external, internal, may not be that much. That's okay. Um, And then through the sanctification process over time, right, you have to remember it's not a race and you're Mm -hmm. falling in love and that takes time. So um, the way that I act now with my wife is very different than when we first met, right? So the process of falling in love, it involves sacrifice and change and all these kinds of things. And the same thing's happening um, with your spiritual walk. So Mm -hmm. over time, 
um, you become more aware of the change in your life simply because as you fall in love, um, you adapt and you change. You change based on um, the commitment to that relationship and your love for that relationship. So don't beat yourself up um, if you're early on in that journey or if you're later on in that journey and you find yourself going backwards, right? This yeah. is God's in it for the long haul. So. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. And um, do you have anything else to say? Mm. Hold, please. (laughs) That we're going to get better at being more consistent. (laughs) <laughs> no, I just That's realized, um, man, I got nothing. Dag. I just realized I didn't s- do any kind of silly song this whole time. It's so oh, boring. I thought we were going to make it boring. through. Very Is that boring. it? <laughs> Lonely. Okay. No. Mr. Lonely. Nope. I've got no boss. <laughs> okay, we're done. See you guys later. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. If you liked this episode, I'm going to need you to do all the stuff that my sister is about to talk about. If you guys would love to spend more time with us, go ahead and please subscribe and rate our podcast. And if you want to connect with us and do this thing called Life Together, follow us on Instagram at connect.patrick.patricia. And we can't wait to hear from you soon. Men, remember, meek is strong. And ladies, be your true self. Have a great week.